0: and welcome back to the Championship Roundtable. I'm your host Jake Jackman and you can reach us at the show by emailing us at championshiproundtable at gmail.com. It's going to be a slightly different show today where we had a few technical issues so it's just me and Ben so if you want to introduce yourself Ben.
1: Hi yeah this is Benjamin Bloom um, of the Blue Monday podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. You can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Bloom is it still a round table is if there's only two of us is it a rectangular <laughs> table now
0: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know it's probably just it's probably just one of those uh just I don't know a square table or rectangular table something like that <laughs> but yeah we, we'll start off with yesterday's games uh you can talk about Ithwitch first if you like a disappointing loss um what were your thoughts on the game
1: Oh my god um so we were up against Fulham um, Fulham, ninth place. Fulham, we were in fifteenth at the start of the day. Fulham had won four on the trot. Ipswich, off the back of an away win, three-two at Wigan the previous week. Um, we knew we were worried about the Fulham centre midfield of Kenny Johansson and McDonald, and. We were in the game for, I reckon, about 11 minutes and then Fulham took over and, my God, it was very, very, very one-sided. I think they did 69% possession. We did not register a shot on target. Um, without exaggerating, they could have won 6 or 7-0. nil. Um, Aite, uh their kind of right-sided forward, had a nightmare and missed about four sitters. McDonald missed two chances in the first half. Um, They actually scored both their goals from set plays, a free kick from Martin and then Sigurdsson headed a corner in, but we were very, very, very well beaten. And as has been the case at Portman Road, when the second goal went in, um, we want our Ipswich back and Mick McCarthy, your football is, and Evans sort it out. Um, the natives got very, very restless, but it wasn't really that much of a surprise to anybody. It's just we were playing Fulham ninth in the championship, not Arsenal or Barcelona, um, which is how we made them look, Jake.
0: Yeah, it, it was a bit of a, you know, I guess I expected Fulham to go there and win. Whether that that, that says more about uh, Ipswich to Fulham, I don't know. But if you look at your recent matches, you know, you, the only two wins you've had are against... Um, QPR and Wigan and then before that it was against Sheffield Wednesday which I guess was, was a big win as well uh, probably one that kept Mick McCarthy in the job a bit longer but once against QPR and and Wigan they're, they're two teams that are struggling as well and maybe yeah it, it is getting to that point where if, if it's which maybe could do a managerial change do you think that is something that you would want in? you would want and do you think that um who would you think that uh you'd get in if you did get rid of McCarthy? Oh goodness!
1: Um, it's a it's a very very broad question. I mean, last time I was on the pod, we were in this. Although that was after the ship of Wednesday, going sort of off the back of a a win. Um, it's very difficult. Again, we don't know what Mick's being told by Marcus Evans. We've just had the club AGM. We've reported a six million pound loss for the financial year. Obviously, that doesn't include the Daryl Murphy sale, which was in August, which will be registered in this financial year. If he's been given zero money, um, then we can't judge him on investment. What we can judge him on is uh, we've just seen uh, Slavica jakanovic show up with a team where all of the back four and the goalie are comfortable on the ball, where they look to pass the ball. Um, the midfield was fluid. Uh, Johansson was up and down. The front three... Uh, Aluko, uh, Martin, and Aite switch positions. Um, so if if that's what a managerial philosophy um, gives to players, then it doesn't look great for it doesn't look great for Mick. Um, as you said, oh that win maybe kept him in the job. It it just feels like teetering teetering on the edge the whole time. We think if we'd lost to Rotherham a couple of months ago at home when they were bottom and, you know, on a terrible, terrible run, maybe he would have gone then. It was a 2-2 draw of a 95th-minute goal. Um, The truth is, I don't think we'll get relegated because Rotherham are terrible, Wigan are terrible, Burton don't have much resources. And there are other teams, the one thing McCarthy can do is shut out and not concede goals for a while. There are other teams with far, far worse defences. Um, so unfortunately, I think he's on a nice high wage. He's got 18 months left. I think it's going to cost him about one and a half million to, um, to fire him. So unless they obviously agree a, a package, but he says he's not going to walk. Doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Um, Jake, unless the team drops into the bottom three, um, as I say, it looks like there's only one place down there. Um, there's Blackburn, Burton, QPR, Cardiff, Forest, and Bristol City uh, between us and the bottom two. Um, and eight points gap. So I don't think we're going to get relegated. I mean, we could drop closer and closer, but I don't think he's going anywhere is the is the um is the long answer, And then you'll get into next season and it'll be much cheaper to fire him. maybe. Maybe that's what Evans thinks. With regards to um, a new manager, it's just got to be someone who it, the philosophy's just got to flip on its head, I think. Um, it's got to be young players in. It's got to be training people to be comfortable on the ball, to take risks, to play attacking and not be scared of leaving their position or taking a risk with a pass. Um, that's all the fans want to see. Um, whether that manager is around although you see how Huddersfield are playing with a manager nobody had heard of a year ago and you kind of think well we could try that or you see how Barnsley are scoring loads of goals and Hurahan and Winnell and I mean even Burton score a few you know it's just the just the philosophy really but um, I can't see him leaving really unless there's a spate of say five defeats on the trot but you know Even then, I don't see him going,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you that I don't think there's much chance that Ipswich will go down this season. If you look at who's down there, you said Wigan and Rotherham both look pretty doomed, Burton is struggling. You have Blackburn and QPR seem to be falling out of nowhere uh, with six defeats on the bounce after making a managerial change themselves. So I don't, I don't think you'll go down and, and twelve points off the playoffs as well. Is there a real need to go and make that change and, and
1: maybe? Jake, what I will say as well, sorry to cut you off. Next two games are actually Bristol City at home, who are at 17th, and QPR um, away, but they've lost. Six on the chart, including a defeat to us, as you pointed out. The saving grace is that you've got people like Owen Coyle and Ian Holloway managing the teams below us. So it may may look like that, you know, Mick McCarthy may be bad, but, you know, I don't see those teams storming past us to put us in the in the third bottom relegation spot. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I, I agree with you completely. I, I think it might be better to wait, maybe wait for the summer to make a change if you are going to make a change and, and bring somebody in, uh, get them happy let them have a whole pre-season with the uh, players, get their own players in and things like that. That might be a, a better a better strategy. And maybe that is what, what you are going to do. We, we, we'll have, wait and see on that one. But just moving on to Newcastle yesterday. Uh, obviously, we we lost to Sheffield Wednesday. I think it was our sixth defeat of the season, which is quite incredible. You've lost more
1: home games than
0: it, <laughs> Yeah, it's quite an incredible stat, really. 2nd um, We're now second in the league, Brighton jumped over us uh, today with their 3-0 win against QPR. So yeah, it's it was a disappointing one. I think um, on reflections of the game, they definitely deserved it. They came with a with a game plan. There was a lot of fouls and sort of stopped us from playing and then on the counter-attack they played very well. They were always the first or the second ball uh, and they deserved a win. They probably could have scored three or four on the day. Carl Darlow was absolutely superb. So it was, it was a, just a disappointing performance. But it is worrying that we keep losing these games at home. Like you say, we've we've lost... I think we've lost more home games than the rest of every every other side in the top half, and I'm sure a lot are in the bottom half as well. So it's 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 a little bit concerning. I don't know why it would be. Maybe did you did you miss
1: far. did you miss Shelby?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say we did. Um, Jack Colbeck came in, but he doesn't have the range of passing that Shelby does. Uh, Shelby's ran a lot of games this season uh, with just his passing, and even when he's not having a great game, he can spot a pass that few others can in the league. So I would definitely say we missed him, but. I think it would be too easy to to attribute the loss just to that. Uh we should have players that could come in and and do a job even if Shelby's not playing. But yeah, it was it was just a lackluster performance. I'd say it was the first time this season that we've genuinely been outplayed in a match, which yeah, it, it's concerning but the the one thing I will say is with the January transfer window coming up, I'm sure that there's going to be more spending done and and it, which is probably going to anger a lot of other fans, but yeah, it's, it's it was just disappointing, and but I'm not too worried. Uh, a lot of fans are talking about six defeats is too many. It probably is, but you know we are second in the table. We, we don't draw many games. I think that's our problem. We've only drawn once this season, so it seems like the players, once they do go behind, they maybe don't have that uh, ability to fight back.
1: But do you think Jake, it will put a bit of a firework up them? To you know, everyone's been saying for three months oh, Newcastle head and shoulders are the best team in the league. Well. At the halfway point, they're not, and it you know it might be what they need to, you know, go and challenge. I mean, if you look at the table though, those two at the top are. I'm looking at the goal difference alone: 24 and 27. No one else is anywhere near, and they're still both hit two points per game, haven't they? So, maybe maybe, maybe this will sting them into a another big winning run.
0: Yeah, hopefully it will. We've got Nottingham Forest uh, coming up, and then we have got Blackburn, two teams that beat us earlier in the season. So they've got a chance to sort of redeem themselves, win a couple of couple in a row, and then maybe get get Brighton. Because I think Brighton have some tricky fixtures. But I mean, it's understated how well Brighton have been uh, been playing. I mean,
1: but I think Nick, Jake, I think Newcastle have dragged them to that. That's the funny thing; they've overtaken them. I think they've been sitting there with no pressure on them, just kind of trying to cling on to Newcastle's coattails. And all of a sudden, um, what have Newcastle? Three defeats in six, and they've actually got ahead of them, amazingly.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's quite amazing how well they've done. I think they've um, I think they haven't lost since September. I think that's what I read earlier. That's incredible. They've only lost twice all season. One of them was against us, but I mean, they're on for a hundred points if they if they keep it keep it as they are, which would be amazing. I think that they're definitely going to be one to go up. They'd have to, you know, really chuck it away to to not finish in those top two now. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure Newcastle will be back. We've got a couple of winnable games, I'll say. Although they both beat us earlier in the season, Forrest and Blackburn aren't too much to write home about. So I'm confident of getting a couple of wins to get back in it. Can, I, be can I
1: ask two questions? Um, are you a bit worried? Because um, we were looking at Newcastle on our part. It seems that Gale literally scores all the goals. I think he's got 17 and the next nearest guy's got four or something. And the second question is, um, what treatment is Mr. Lansbury going to get um, from from your supporters when, when he comes up with Forrest?
0: yeah I'll, I'll go over the first one for uh to start with uh Gale yeah it, it's I'm not too concerned we've got Mitrovic on the bench he can score goals when he has come in he, he scored a couple uh Preston he got Hattrick against Preston in the cup I think he's got a couple more throughout the year as well so I'm not too concerned about that we got Murphy as well uh, who hasn't played a great deal which, which maybe will disappoint you after you sold him to us but um a lot of fans were calling for him yesterday they thought it would be a game that would really? suit him well yeah they, they, a lot of fans wow. were talking about Murphy they they. Thought that, where it was a more physical game, that it might have he might have you know been better suited to it with his experience. So yeah, maybe he's going to get a run out uh, in the next few matches. I wouldn't be overly surprised when he has played. He played against Hull in the cup. He played. He did all right. He, he nearly scored. So I, I'd be hoping that he gets a, another chance. But let's um, talk that we're going to bring in a few attacking players in the in January, so we'll see what happens there. We've got quite a few going away to the African Cup of Nations, so I'm not I'm not overly concerned because I think there are goals across the team. But it, I guess on paper it does look to be one. Uh, and on Lansbury, I'm sure he's going to get a, he's not going to get a good reception at St James's Park.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't help that Rafa Benitez picked him out after that game and, and sort of blamed both red cards on him. And then since then. I, everything he does has been sort of commented on by newcastle fans on twitter so i'm sure he's going to get a, a bit of you reaction. know
1: everything rafa says is done for a reason as well don't you
0: exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> his comments probably got those two red cards rescinded to be fair so it's,
1: yeah i was quite surprised actually about i thought um who was the one that kicked out it was shelby i was quite surprised that got rescinded actually
0: yeah i was as well i didn't think that one was yeah. i thought the other one may have done but yeah the shelby one but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with Lansbury. I'm sure he might be coming to St. James' Park again before the end of the season, because there's a lot of talk. He's going to be on the move in January, so we might good, see good, him again. Good
1: player,
0: yeah. Very very good player. He's a very good player. Uh, he's, he's the type of player that you want to have in your side, though, rather than against yeah, it. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, just moving on to to the, the end of the year now, obviously, it's coming up to the end of the year. We've got, um, I think, one game left in 2016. So I just want to ask you, how do you assess how Ipswich have finished the year as opposed to how they started it?
1: Oh, well, chalk and cheese, really. We started the year with, you know... We must have been in the top six, I'm guessing. Yeah, we beat QPR on... Uh, actually, do you know what? We beat QPR on Boxing Day last year. We actually won away at Brighton in the in the next match, which, you know, the idea of doing that a year on is just, you know, inconceivable. Um, Obviously, from that team... Uh, the football's dropped off a little bit. Not that they were playing great football, and it was still very up and at him. Uh, Murphy has gone, and it looks like some of the body language of some of the players, I don't know, a little bit of the hutzpah and the the fight has kind of gone out of them. Like you pointed out, we haven't really beaten anybody. You know, we beat Barnsley on the opening day. We beat Preston by one. Um, you know, we beat QPR when you know. Terrible with Holloway. We beat Wigan, bottom of the league. You know, any I suppose, like you say, we've won away at Sheffield Wednesday. We did actually win away at Derby in the last days of Pearson as well. I I think the the, the bigger issue is where is it going? And you know, you've got thirty uh, four year old Douglas in centre midfield. Still, we don't have a settled front. To the tactics changed. Um, from 4 three two we had a three five2 for the first time yesterday so he's he's throwing a lot of um, expletive at the wall and seeing what sticks whereas most of the teams in say the top half kind of know what their what their strategy is um, for this season and you know if they're gonna make some sign-ins maybe to just tweak that but you know we're a strategy would be nice a settled system. Um, some young players in but very different you know we were looking at the playoffs this time last year and we're looking downwards downwards now yeah so very very different hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
0: I just want to ask you a question about one of your young players. I'm, I'm sure you probably know who I'm going to ask about. Is it, you pronounce his name, Andre Dozel? Uh, Dazelle, you know? yeah. Dazelle. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to him this year? Because he, he's played a bit in the first team. Do you think he's going to become one of your more important players? Or do you think that he oh, well, you know might be sold on?
1: Well, yesterday, um, it's, it's strange because he came in last season to this blaze of glory, scored on his full debut everyone's comparing him to his dad Jason Dizelle who you may remember scored when you were chasing United for the title under Keegan came up to St James's for Spurs and actually stuck a bit of a dagger in there Jason Dizelle um so we all had these high hopes and we thought this season okay he's going to start on the bench and we're going to work him into the team and he just hasn't hasn't had a kick and we think it's you know another example of Mick McCarthy trusting people like Luke Varney, age 35, Leon Best, a free transfer from Rotherham, Jonathan Douglas, have all had more minutes than him. Strangely, he came in to the Wigan game um, and was sort of substituted 55 minutes. Yesterday, bless him, he was dreadful and it was not his fault at all. He was in a 4-3-2-1. Uh, Skews and Douglas both retreating in centre midfield. Um didn't really kept looking across at the bench for where where am I supposed to be. We all want him to be a, you know, inside forward, you know, in a 4-3-3, off the front, something. He still looks neat and tidy when when he receives the ball. His passing's a lot more penetrative than all of our other players. There's definitely a player there. But unfortunately, uh, a lot of Ipswich fans think, how is he going to develop in a club where the philosophy is to, you know, hit the big guy, clear up the second ball, press from 30 yards out, you know, three phases of play and give the ball away in every attack? You know, how's he going to develop? There's been obviously big link with Liverpool, although we don't know how much paper talk that was. If I'm Andre Dezel and I've made two starts this season and the ball's been sailing over my head, um. I don't know whether I'd want to be there, really. Um, the, the, the bigger issue, though, Jake, is Adam Webster, the centre-half, who's um, a rare championship centre-half who can actually play out and has you know, more than three passes in his locker. Um, very, very good player, and he's been linked with Everton and your neighbours, Sunderland. Um, we signed him for 800,000. In the summer, and we think the number would be five million, um, and they wouldn't be able to say no. So, you know, there's <laughs> this danger there of of him going as well.
0: Yeah, that would be a bit of a blow. I, I know him from his time at Portsmouth. Uh, I saw him a few times at Portsmouth, and he was quite a limited centre-back when he came into the Portsmouth team, but he seems like he's developed a lot since then, and, and he could potentially play in the Premier League one day, so that that would be a blow if, if you lost him. But um, I just want to ask you, what changes would you like to make in 2017? Like, Where would you like to see Ipswich this time next year? Would you think the playoff, <laughs> playoff places, or, or at least challenging for those playoff places?
1: It's really hard because we're, we're in this kind of purgatory um, of being 89 million in debt. And the at the AGM, they've made it very clear that these teams that splurged 20, 30 million were definitely not going to do that. So you kind of think, how are we going to, you know, the only way to clear that debt is to get to the Premier League or, you know, sell up, what have you. And you start to think, how are we going to um, shoot up that table and, you know, it would take a massive change of philosophy. Um, my favourite manager, George Burley, used to play a three-five-two. I, if if Mick can work it, I'd like to see a three-five-two, which solves the Luke Chambers' issue on the um, right-hand side at centre half. We could get young players like Josh Emmanuel. He could he could play in right wing-back. Uh, Miles Kenlock could maybe play left wing-back. As you mentioned, Andre Dezel could play off the front. Um, It's got to the point, though, Jake, where we've discussed on our podcast genuinely about teams like Watford, Norwich, Man City, um, who have all gone down another division, um, been the best team in there, scored loads of goals, won loads of games, got promoted and then actually shot straight back through. It's got to the point where we're wondering whether, you know, instead of finishing in mid-table for the 15 straight league in the championship whether it might even do them better to, to go down and um and shoot back up. obviously that that's ridiculous and if we if we didn't have to do that but you start to wonder what is what is going to change here you know you get a good player they get sold on um you sit in mid-table you flirt with the playoffs or what have you obviously we got in the one time two seasons ago it's going to take either some incredible arrival a star player who's gonna take the team by themselves, you know, like Huran does for Barnsley say, or maybe Moy for Huddersfield. Um I was gonna take a new manager. So um it would be lovely to think you know, we finished seventh last year. We'd be lovely to think, oh well, you know, one place above. But we're on for under sixty points this year. So it's looking like fifteenth, sixteenth, fourteenth at best. Um it'd be quite a leap to then go back to the back to the playoffs, especially if People like Webster and Dazelle don't stay. But if he builds the team around the young players, then maybe you can look at a team in a couple of years that's that's really good. But really, it's the philosophy and the playing style from the from the top of the club that needs needs a bit of re-energising. I think.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned maybe going down to to come back up and progress because this is quite similar to what happened to Newcastle this year. Uh, it. I guess it's not overly comparable, but there, there are some similarities you can draw between the two, because we have for, for many years under Mike Ashley only looked to stay up in the Premier League. There's not been much ambition selling players that once they've, you know, progressed at Newcastle and shown that they can play in the Premier League. Uh, Johan Kabai, Andy Carroll, to name just two. Um, and, you know, boring managerial appointments, Alan Parr, Juicy, McLaren, people that are not really going to get us where, maybe not where we should be, but where we should maybe be aiming, uh, maybe challenging in the top half of the Premier League and challenging for Cups. That wasn't part of the t- uh, what Mike actually wanted to do. And the fact that we, you know, we were so close to relegation, he brought in Rafa Benitez, which was a, a, one of the craziest things that has ever happened in my time to support in Newcastle, bringing in a Champions League manager who'd just been, you know, been sacked by Real Madrid, came in, and he stayed in the championship and now he's been given um, the money to spend on what he wants to do. There's no board uh, intervention who he can bring in and who he can sell. He's targeting the cup competitions. We're unlucky not to get to the semi of the EFL Cup. Um, you know, it's been a huge change. And I think that although we're in a lower division now, uh, we're, we're going into 2017 in a much healthier state than we were going into 2016. And I can see the, the future being very bright as long as we go up this year. Be, although be, I want to win the league and I still think we will, even if we went up in second. You know, we've got Benitez. He knows what he's doing and I'm sure he's going to progress the club. So I guess there's a few
1: similarities you could draw from that. As As a fan, are you enjoying it more this season?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, that's going to always happen with wins, though, isn't it? If you're winning matches, it's always more enjoyable. But
1: but just I, the, the energy around the club will be different, won't it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's completely different. the, the fa- You can see what they're trying to build now, whereas before you couldn't really buy into what they were doing. You didn't know what they were doing. There was not that much communication, Where there's a lot of it now. The club is so much more open with fans. They've made the online TV channel free to to all supporters. It's like little things like that that just make you so much more engaged with what
1: they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm nodding along to everything you're saying. Of course, I don't want my team to get relegated, but in some ways, you look at the option of another eight, ten seasons just hovering in the middle of the championship, not able to invest, not able to keep good players. You know, it starts to seem to become a better option. And I heard a Villa fan on uh, 606 yesterday say the same thing. So they, you know, started enjoying football a little bit more. And obviously, our neighbours Norwich went straight back through. And I think so did Watford. And in Man City. A lot of a few teams have done two promotions back. Did it? Yeah, yeah Southampton. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it can be done. But then it, look at what Wigan have done. Although they maybe Wigan are a, a smaller club. Uh, than the ones we've mentioned, they they went down and they they won League One quite comfortably, and now they're struggling in the Championship. But
1: yeah, I take I take I take your point. It'd be interesting to hear the stats on teams of a certain fan base, and I mean you can have your Sheffield United there, who are just kind of stuck down there. And I think Leeds were for a while, weren't they?
0: Yeah, they were there for a few seasons. They will be, and Charlton this season are doing better, even despite you know their ownership situation and things. That yeah, they sure. are winning matches and, and challenging in the right sort of area. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to them if they manage to get back up. And, and Bolton, I guess, are another one they're so even yeah, better than I mean- Charlton.
1: Yeah, and Bolton were rotten last season, weren't they? So Yeah,
0: they, they're playing some really nice stuff this year. So, yeah, it, it can happen, I guess. It, it, you don't want that to happen. Obviously, you want to build from where you are now. And look at Fulham, maybe, are a good example. They were sort of uh, down the bottom, bottom half of the Championship the last couple of years. And they've changed their approach, brought in a more forward-thinking manager, you know, targeted players not on reputation like they did with McCormack targeted them that they can come in and do a job and they're doing really well. So they they're a good example.
1: I totally, I totally agree. And it's very interesting you say a forward thinking manager. I don't know how old Yukanovich is, but I know that he's played at the top level in the last what five to five to eight years or whatever. And you'd start to wonder, you know, Mick, brilliant, took Ireland to the World Cup, when was that? 2002? So that's 14 years ago, promoted with Wolves and Sunderland, but that's six or seven years ago. And you, you look at Jukanovic and you see his midfield rotating around and all the back four comfortable on the ball. And you do maybe start to think, you know, is there is there some new ideas that, that this guy isn't coaching? You know, Mick McCarthy, that is. And whether you know you can pick somebody up who, who's you know just a bit more, a bit more with today's game. So, well, uh, hey, I could be wrong about that.
0: They say the same things about Mourinho at Man United, talking about how maybe he's not as up to date as he was when he was dominating, uh, you know, five five to six years ago. So if if it can happen, if every manager has a lifespan, and McCarthy has been a great championship manager, but it might be a time to maybe. That he's not anymore and maybe well, and
1: jake as well sorry to cut you off um marino has been very much accused of insulating himself with the same guys well mccarthy's had terry connor with him for 10 years or what have you as well maybe just maybe they just need to i can't see mick doing it but a different different coach or you know just some new you know vibrancy um coming in yeah
0: yeah, we'll just move on to the next set of fixtures before we wrap up today. Um, you've got a home game against Bristol City, like you mentioned earlier. I guess this is one that you will want to take something from. Are you confident?
1: No. <laughs> um, so we played Bristol City. This is those the weird um, one where you played them like three, four weeks ago and all of a sudden you, you've got them again. Um, Bristol City have lost seven games out of eight. And guess who their one win against? Uh was against Jake. <laughs> Ipswich? It was against Ipswich. <laughs> Four weeks ago, yeah. So, um, yeah, we think Flint has got our number a bit. The big centre-half from the corner. Freeman's a very good player. Tomlin is tricky and our defenders are fairly slow. Um, I happen to think their manager is not very good. Um, when I hear him interviewed, he doesn't sound like the sort of guy who is convincing me that he's an intelligent football mind so uh, I hope I'm right about that and wily old Mick can um, you know maybe get a win by a win by one goal obviously Abraham is a very fast um, striker and apparently scores most of his goals in away games so um, there's some weird sequence going at the moment where we've gone defeat win defeat draw defeat win defeat and it's definitely gonna be draw. Um although it'd be nice to be nice to have four points from Bristol City and QPR, but yeah, we, we just it really was bad against Fulham, so you just wanna see them string some passes together, look like a football team and then, then work from there, you know, hopefully some goals and some clean sheets and then the wins come after that. But they really looked in disarray. Just I, I hope that Fulham are in a really good moment and they're a good side and Bristol City just aren't anywhere near as good.
0: Yeah, I I, I'm I I think you might get a win in this one, even if it's it's a scrapey win, just to give Mick McCarthy a bit more job security. But yeah... I, I, he I, seems to I, do I, that,
1: doesn't he? Right at the moment <laughs> of... He's definitely going to be out if he loses this one and then he wins. <laughs>
0: <You know. laughs> Reminds me of Pardew when he was Newcastle manager. It, it's very similar. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we've got a home game against Nottingham Forest, who, of course, beat us a few weeks ago. Um, not, even though we had nine men, it took them about, oh, God knows how long to get the, the two goals. So that gave me a bit of confidence to think they're not a very good team. So I think, you know, we're going to be a bit more... We'll be up. We'll be up for it, and we, we'll want to bounce back after that defeat, and and you know get a win to put pressure on Brighton. So I think we'll probably get that. I don't think it's going to be a great win. I I think without Shelby in the team, we maybe lack the footballing ability that we had with him in it. So I think it's not going to be great to watch. But I can see Gale getting a goal, and maybe somebody else getting a goal from a set piece, maybe Lasales or something like that, and it will be like a two nil win. Um, but yeah, it will be quite routine, and I think I think we should get that hopefully. And if we don't, it then maybe concerns will grow on time. So, But I don't think that's going to happen. I think we'll get the win. But yeah, with that, we're now out of time. So, if uh, Ben, if you'd just like to tell people where they can reach you.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, I'm at Benjamin Bloom on Twitter. More importantly, the Ipswich Town podcast drops every Monday. It's the Blue Monday podcast at Blue Monday ITFC. We do love it when fans of other clubs listen. So, if your team is playing Ipswich at any point, give us a listen, give us a tweet, and... Um, if it's clean, we'll read it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get my Twitter account at Jake Jackman with two Ns. I wrote for EPL Index and The Boot Room, uh, Newcastle 360 as well. So check all those sites out. Um, we'll be back off the New Year's Day fixtures, hopefully with, with a slightly extended podcast the, today. Hopefully we won't have any problems with that. But just thanks, thanks so much for listening, guys. and We hope you tune in again soon.